بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآل الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الله وأكرمني بنور الفه اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين. This is the second part of our second session. So we have been discussing the universe of which is the universe higher than dunya, closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we said in that universe, the treasures for all the good things are there. There is no limitation. There is no time and space. <coughs> and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to give us something in this dunya, then he sends down from those treasures something but with a fixed measure. وَمَا نُنَزِّلُهُ إِلَّا بِقَدَرٍ And then we said that sending down here is not like sending down something from a higher place in dunya to a lower place in dunya. Sending down here involves substantial change. Another thing is, this is my understanding and so I want you to think about it and a study about it and if you have another uh, idea or if you read and some find something other than what I'm saying I am very happy to discuss it because this is not something I uh, mentioned uh, clearly in the books this is my conclusion my understanding is this that when something from that world is sent down to this world okay It's not sent down in the sense that it departs that world and comes down. It's not that it used to be there, now it is sent down, so it's no longer there. It's a matter of being there, remaining there, but having a representation, a manifestation of that also down. Okay? Like for example, when we have a very difficult idea and we simplify that by mentioning an example, does it mean that then the, that idea no longer exists? Now it has become just this example? Or the idea is still there. Do you get the point? 
So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for example, gives us a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of, I don't know, rezq or what, sawab, whatever it is, compared to what he has, this doesn't mean that what he has sent down no longer exists there. Okay? So he gives without losing. Is it clear? So, so nothing is missing from there. Everything is there as it is. So the changes happen here. No change happens there. There is no decrease. There is no increase there. Okay? All the changes are here. Okay? So I come back to this point about the Quran in particular. I will explain this, inshallah, later. Among the things that are in that universe are divine scriptures. They are from that universe, originate from that universe. There is a very important point, remind me to tell you about uh, interconnection between this world and the hereafter. Please remind me, I mentioned this about uh, the currency in this world and currency in that world. This is the hint so that I remember. Yes. There is a relation, but it's different. There is a so among the things that exist in that world is the divine scripture. For example, in Surah Baqarah, verse 89, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu billahi minash shaytan rajeem Walamma ja'ahum kitabun when a book came to them. Where from? From a school, from a university, from a bookshop? No. It's very different from a normal book. A normal book comes from a university, from a school, from a hose, from a person who is doing some research. You see, this is explaining the real place of that book. In Surah An-Kabut, verse 50, and Surah An-Am, verse 109, in both verses we have, إِنَّمَا الْآيَاتُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Ayat, the signs or the verses or communications of Allah are in the Allah. They are very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are not from dunya. Although we can reflect on them in dunya, but they are really from that dunya, that world. And then we have about Quran very specifically, Surah Nahl, verse 6. وَإِنَّكَ لَتُلَقَّ الْقُرْآنِ مِنْ لَدٌ حَكِيمٍ عَلِيمٍ وَإِنَّكَ لَتُلَقَّ الْقُرْآنِ مِنْ لَدٌ حَكِيمٍ عَلِيمٍ 
truly you are presented with the Quran. You are given talaqi means to receive and talqiya means to make someone meet, to make someone receive. You are being given, presented Quran min ladun hakimin alim from the one who is wise and knowledgeable. Ladun is very much like end. You, those who know Arabic, they know. Ladun and ilm and end are very close. And this is why, for example, we have Also, we have And this is why we say Okay, so means from a place very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, who is giving Quran to Rasulullah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But is Allah giving the Quran to Rasulullah in the sense of taking something from dunya and giving to Rasulullah? No. Min ladun hakim and He is taking something from closest position to himself and giving to Rasulullah. Okay? So the Quran is not from dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Buruj, verse 22, he says, majid fi Quran, the glorious Quran, Majid means glorious, is in the preserved tablet. Lohan Mahfuz. What is Lohe Mahfuz? Lohe Mahfuz is a level of Allah's knowledge which contains information about all the facts, all the realities, all the events. Everything is in Lohe Mahfuz. Other than Lohe Mahfuz, we have lower tablets. We call them Alwahe Mahfu Isbat. In them, there are things that can change. There are things which are conditional. But Lohe Mahfuz has the final decisive information. Okay? Mahfu Isbat. Yamhullah ma yasha'u wa yuthbit wa indahu ummul kitab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes wipes out or puts information in them. But he has also lohi mahfuz, which is ummul kitab, mother of the book. The main book, mother book, means something which has all the information there. Okay? So, this is another discussion. We don't have time to go into that discussion. Just for the time being, just I think this is enough. That there is a level of knowledge which 
has information in a decisive and final way about everything. Okay? That is Lohe Mahfouz. That is Ummul Kitab. That is Kitab Maknun. Hidden book. Hidden book is the same thing. Inshallah, we will come to that. Okay? So, so Quran is not a book on the shelf. Don't think Quran is a book on the shelf. This is not the Quran. This is a representation of the Quran. This is an image of the Quran. Okay? Quran is not on the shelf. Quran is in Lohe Mahfuz. Do you understand? You may, like a person, we take one million pictures of one person. We shouldn't think that these pictures are that person. You can print one million copies of the Quran and put it in every room. This is not Quran. Do you understand? This is a picture of the Quran. This is a photocopy. Of the Quran. Is it clear? It's an image of the Quran. Quran is only one. And Allah has that Quran with Himself. Okay? A manifestation of that after simplification has been given to the Prophet. And that manifestation is the one that can explode the mountains. But what we have it on paper. It's not even that. It's again, after many levels of simplification, it's put on the paper. And it is sacred. We cannot touch it without wuzu. We cannot understand it. Even after 14 centuries, there's still so many things to understand. But this is not the Quran. This is a face, a picture, an image of the Quran. Okay. بَلْ هُوَ قُرْآنٌ مَجِيدٌ فِي لَوْحٍ Another ayah. Innahu la Quranun Karim fi kitabin maknoon la yamasuhu illa al mutaharun. Quranun Karim. Karim means noble. Okay? Very noble. Honorable. Quran Karim. We had Quran Majid, glorious, not Quran Karim. That Quran Karim, that noble Quran, is in a hidden book. Fi Kitabin Maknoon. It's in a hidden book. Which is Lohe Mahfuz. So the Quran itself is in a hidden book. La Yamasuhu. No one touches it. Either meaning no one touches Kitab Maknun or no one touches the Quran which is in the Kitab Maknun. Which doesn't make that big difference. Yeah? Because if Quran is in a hidden book, so if it means no one can touch the hidden book, so it means you cannot touch even the Quran because the Quran is in the hidden book. If it means no one can touch the Quran, then it's clearer. So in any case, no one can teach the Quran. Sorry, can uh, touch the Quran except those who are mutahharun. 
those who are purified. What does it mean? What does it mean, those who are purified? means those who have no impurity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has purified them thoroughly. إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيُذْهِبَ عَنْكُمُ الرِّجْسِ أَحْلَ الْبَيْتِ وَيُطَحْرَكُمْ تَطْهِيرًا So, the only people who can just touch the Qur'an, not own the Qur'an, not grasp the Qur'an, just they can touch the Qur'an, are mutahharun. So where are me and you? Our experience of the Quran is nothing. We can just try. We can just try by purifying ourselves, inshallah, to understand something. Otherwise, the people who really enjoy the Quran are ma'sumun. The people who are purified because they can touch the Quran. Anything lower than that is from distance. Yeah? There's a big difference between touching something and just seeing from distance. Okay? Imagine, for example, if it's a freezing cold winter, and you are seeing in distance a heater. <laughs> what, <laughs> what benefit it has? Alhamdulillah, we are seeing the heater. But the, <laughs> but the people who are close to the heater, they can benefit from Otherwise, we cannot benefit. So, بَلْ إِنَّهُ لَقُرْآنٌ كَرِيمٌ فِي كِتَابٍ مَكْنُونٌ لَا يَمَسُّهُ إِلَّا الْمُتَحَّرُونَ Then there is a section, a phrase in Surah Zukhruf, which is very important because in the same passage, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to two dimensions of the Qur'an. Allah refers to two faces of the Qur'an. This passage is very important. This passage. Hamim wal kitab al-mubin. Inna ja'alnahu Qur'anan arabiyan la'allakum ta'aglun. We made it an Arabic Readable text. Quran means something that you can read. Quran means maqru, something that you can read. Okay? Arabic either means Arabic or means clear. Because Arabic can mean clear. Uh, the only verse maybe in which Arabic definitely means Arabic is Bilisan and Arabian Mubin. Because there is Mubin there, so Arabic cannot mean clear, because it means clear, clear. So it will be Arabic. But here, Arabic can mean clear, can mean Arabic. Okay? Because Arabs had the idea that Arabic is clear and other languages are not clear. Uh, there is a truth in it, because Arabic has the potential of clarifying things very well, 
but also maybe because they didn't understand other languages, so they said Arabic is clear. Anyway, they were calling other people Ajam. And Ajam means those who cannot speak. Okay? So, there is a truth that Arabic is clear, which is we understand, and this is why Allah chose Arabic. But also, why they called other languages Ajam, maybe this is not Quranic, this is maybe something that was experience of Arab people. Anyway, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to us. He says, we made it ho. This pronoun refers to al-kitab al-mubin. Ha-meen wal-kitab al-mubin. We made it a text which is clear, which is Arabic, either clear or Arabic. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْقِلُونَ So that you understand. وَإِنَّهُ فِي أُمِّ الْكِتَابِ لَدَيْنَا لَعَلِيٌّ حَكِيمٌ But the same book is with us. فِي أُمِّ الْكِتَابِ In لَوْهِ محفوظ In the mother of the book. And the same book is Aliyun Hakim. It doesn't say from Aliyah Hakim. The Quran is Aliyah Hakim. Quran is Ali. Allah is Ali, is high. Quran is also high. Allah is Hakim. Quran is also Hakim. Because it's the word of God. Okay? Is Quran Hakim or not? Quran is Hakim. Is Quran Ali? Yes. So, look at this beautiful explanation. The Quran is with us. It means very close to us. Okay? In Lohi Mahfuz, it is Ali, it is Hakim, but we also made it into a text so that you can understand. Okay? Like what? Like, for example, you cannot understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he is. Okay? A, a scholar writes down few lines about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is this text showing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No. It's just talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you understand. But Allah is different from this. Allah is never described by text. Yeah? No one can describe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala apart from mukhlasin. Yeah? Subhanallah amma yasifun illa ibadallah al-mukhlasin. Kamalul ikhlas lah nafyus sifat an. We cannot describe Allah by thinking that we grasp Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know there are some qualities that are like the qualities that we understand which are accidental to essence. Anyway, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there are two faces of the Qur'an. There are two sides of the Qur'an. One is the real Qur'an which is with us, which is in Ummul Kitab, which is Ali, which is Hakim. 
that has no linguistic expression. That has no chapters and verses. Okay? That one doesn't have 114 chapters of surah. Okay? But then we made it into a text so that you understand. Okay? So, now you understand the meaning of enzal. What the Quran is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, okay, which is very high, Ali is very high, when that high reality, which is very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Lohi Mahfuz, when that high reality is represented to us in a form of a text, in the form of a text, that is Enzal. Okay? But a still Quran is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't say, إِنَّا جَعَلْنَاهُ قُرْآنًا عَرَبِيًّا لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْقِلُونَ وَإِنَّهُ كَانَ لَدَيْنَا It was with us, but then we sent it to you so that you understand. As still it is with us. Because there is no change there. There is no past, present, future there. Nothing departs there. Okay? So, the Quran has at the same time two faces, two sides. Or you can say the Quran exists at the same time in two worlds. The Quran exists here and the Quran exists there. Okay? But when it exists with us, it has a worldly appearance. When it is there, it has another appearance. Okay? Now let me give you an example. Lady Maryam Salamullah Alayha, when so Jebrail or Holy Spirit, whatever is the interpretation. She saw a human being. فَتَمَثَّلَ لَهَا بَشَرًا That angel or Holy Spirit took the form of a complete human being. بَشَرًا سَوِيًّا it was complete. It was not a human being without, for example, part of the body. Uh, it was not like, for example, with just top of the body. It was complete human being. Everything was like a human being. Eyes, ear, nose, everything, lips, everything. Basharan, sabiya. Fatamathala laha basharan, sabiya. Okay, now my question is, Did that angel, for example, suppose Jibrail, if it was Jibrail or Ruhul Qudus, we don't discuss it now. Suppose it was Jibrail. Did that angel, by taking the form of a human being, an appearance of a human being, stop being an angel or still remain an angel? It still remains an angel. 
It just took the form of a human being, but it didn't become a human being. So you cannot treat that angel like other human beings. So you look like other human beings, so you are the same. No, he's not the same. He's an angel. He's Jebrail, for example. Just has taken the form of a human being. Is it clear? So, if Jebrail comes to us in the form of a human being, we should not reduce our respect for him. Say, you are a human being like other human beings, so we respect you like other human beings. No. We should remember that this is Archangel Jebrail. So he has been kind with us, has taken the form of human beings so that we can see him, we can talk to him. Because if it was remaining, he was remaining in the form of an angel as he is, we were not able to experience, we were not able to see, to talk. Okay? So that we understand him, he has taken the form which is familiar to us. If the word of God, if the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the form of a book and comes to us so that we can understand, we should not treat it like other books. This is not a book. It's just like a book. It's, it has taken the form of a text, but this is not what it is. You understand? It is just for us to understand. But Quran is so high that even we said is higher than mu'minin, than martyrs, than prophets, than anbiya, rusul, angels. But now we have it in the form of a book. We shouldn't underestimate this just because it is a book and there are many other books. You understand? So, the conclusion is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in order to guide us, in order to help us with our upliftment, this upliftment is very important and I will inshallah come back to this, to help us with, their, with our upliftment, has sent down the Qur'an to us in the sense that he has made his knowledge, his wisdom available to us in this dunya in a form that we can try to understand. Okay? Still, we don't understand this text. Still, this text is Bahrun Amiq. It's a very deep ocean. You never can reach the end of it, the bottom of it. You can never, you know, exhaust all the beautiful things which is in this ocean. But at least we can try. At least we have access to it. But 
the Quran is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Quran has also this function that it helps us with rising. The Quran helps us with rising to Allah subhanahu towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot rise to the level which is next to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is shirk. No one can reach a position that he would be next to Allah in the sense of being equal. No, no chance. No one can be ma'allah. I don't know any place in the Quran which says someone or something is ma'allah. No one can be ma'allah. Allah is with us, but we are not with Allah. You understand? Because if we say ma'allah, it means that we are in the same level, equal. What we can try to achieve is to get close to him. And Allah. And is compatible with being lower, but close. Yeah, And is lower, but close. But no one can be at the same level or higher. Okay? So, if we want to rise and get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so that we reach the position of what? Indiya. If you want to reach the position of Indiya, then the Quran helps us. How does the Quran help us? The Quran helps us by first of all being a book of guidance. If you want to rise, you need guidance. Yeah? When you want to go from one location in London to another location, you need navigator. Yeah? From one town to another. Then if you want to go from Mulk to Malakut, you don't need guidance. You can find it yourself. Even the place that you have been 10 times, 20 times, still you don't remember how to get there. A place that you have never been there. You need guidance. So, Quran is the book of guidance. And the Quran takes us to the places that we have never been. Maybe none of my parents or ancestors have been there, but still I can go there. Yeah, there is no reason why you cannot be better than your parents or for parents. Okay? So, the Quran can take you to all those places. But, because the Quran is coming, and as we said, still it is there. It's coming and it's still there. In the closest position to Allah, so it can take you to the closest position to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? This is the beauty of the Quran. If you travel with the Quran, then the Quran would take you to the closest position to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not that Quran stops somewhere in the between and says, I cannot go any further. Because this is my limit. Quran has no limit. Because, وَإِنَّهُ لَدَيْنَا 
is very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? Quran can take you to the highest position. I have an idea, sometimes I have shared this idea, that still this is something that I accept the responsibility, but you can accept it or you don't accept it, that's up to you. I believe every book that Allah has sent, although they all come from that world, but every book has a capacity. The maximum Torah can take you is to become like Musa. The maximum Angel can take you is to become like Isa. And the maximum that a human being can reach is what the Quran has to offer. And that is what the Prophet Muhammad has achieved. No book can take you further than what the receiver of that book has reached. So if you follow 100% Torah, you cannot become better than Musa. Musa is great, but I'm saying that see, there's a difference between Musa and Isa. Do you understand the point? I don't need to go into further explanation. Okay, so the Quran can take you to the highest position so that there is no limit there is no further distance or further i don't know gap and one of the beautiful that ideas that the quran says is that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this quran as a rope Hold on to the rope of God. What is this hablullah? What is this rope that we should hold on to it? According to some hadith, this is the Quran. For example, in one version of Hadith al-Thaqalain, you know Hadith al-Thaqalain has different versions. One version is السلام, This is from Oyunu Akbar al-Raza in Bihar al-Amwar Allama Majlisi quotes from Oyunu Akbar al-Raza which is for Sheikh al-Saduq Volume 89 page 13 عن الرضا عليه السلام عن آبائه عليهم السلام قال إمام رضا عليه السلام quotes from his fathers finally قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم كأني قد دعيت فأجبته it's as if I am called means called for departure from this dunya and I have accepted means my death is very near okay I am living among you two valuable things two heavy 
to valuable things. Ahaduhuma akbaru min al-akhar. Although both of them are heavy, but one of them is greater. Kitabullah tabaraka wa ta'ala. One is the book of Allah. Hablun. This is uh, uh, where I wanted to quote. Hablun. Mamdudun. Min as-sama ila al-ard. Quran is the rope which is extended from heaven to the earth. Wa'itrati ahla bayti. And the second is my family. Fanzuru. Be careful. Kayfa takhlufuni fihema. Be careful how you treat them after me. Okay? How do you treat Quran and Ahlul Bayt after me? Okay. So Quran is hablun mamdudun min as-sama'i ila al-ard. Alhamdulillah, you all know some Arabic. Some of them know better, some of you inshallah, but inshallah all of you should master Arabic. Hablun mamdudun min as-sama'i ila al-ard means something. Hablun Mulqan Min as-sama ila al-ard means something else. Unfortunately, we think of the second, but it's the first. If it was hablun mulqan or hablun ulqiya, min as-sama ila al-ard means a rope which is sent down from top to the bottom. It's dropped. This, there was a rope in the heaven. Now it's dropped here so that you use it. But this is not the meaning. Hablun mamdudun. It's extended from there to here. Means one side is still there. Allah is holding this rope. And the other side is sent down. If you want to rescue, you are in a helicopter. And there are people in a building and the building is under fire. So when you want to rescue them, you send ladder. Do you drop the ladder? If you are not experienced, maybe you send all the ladders, but then they, well, how can they come to the helicopter? You have to hold firmly one side and only send down the other side. So still, this ladder has two sides. One is with you, one is with them. They take it, and come higher and higher. Then they can reach you. And then they are safe. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Has not dropped the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Has extended this rope to us. And says. وَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا How much you act upon the Quran. And rise. Decides how close you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the same thing is reflected in heaven. When we say اقرأ ورقع. In heaven. Okay. عَدَدُ دَرَجِ الْجَنَّةِ بَعَدَدِ آيَلْ Quran. The number of the ranks of heaven is equal to the number of the verses of the Quran. So in heaven you will be said read and rise. Read and rise. Okay. So how much you have 
manage to rise in dunya is reflected in how much you manage to rise in heaven. But the reality is how much you have managed to rise towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? So, this is the position of the Quran. So, if, now about the interaction. If you are tired, I leave it for next week. Maybe we leave it for next week. Remind me to say the beginning of the next week, inshallah, about the interaction between the two worlds and the hint is what? Currency, Currency inshallah. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَ أَنَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ